Welcome to Real Film Review, the show that delivers short spoiler-free reviews of films, TV shows, and limited series, followed by a deep dive discussion. Brought to you by your host, Chris Cheney. Here is Real Film Reviewed. Welcome back, everyone. This episode, Real Film Reviewed, Hypnotic, a really interesting thriller produced by Netflix. And let me say quite a bit of fresh air after watching The Guilty. Let's get into the spoiler-free review. Kate Siegel plays Jen Thompson, a woman seeking out talk therapy to overcome past troubles when she meets Dr. Colin Mead, who performs hypnotherapy on her. And after a few sessions, she discovers deadly side effects, or are they part of something more sinister? Looking at the stories, this was a refreshing change of pace from the psychological thrillers we've grown accustomed to over the last couple of years. Hypnotic offers a unique look into hypnotherapy and the extreme vulnerability that comes with it. Imagine losing time and having no memory of what you did or what was done to you during that time. There are a few factors that assist in making this creepy story work. The first being the hypnotherapy sessions themselves, the setup for the office and the alternating lights, which is of course the modern method as is shown in the film, to the watch the clock go back and forth approach that uh, we've seen as a more traditional approach. It's a very scary scene when Jen gets her first therapy session and he's beginning to prey on her. It sets up Dr. Mead as a lethal villain. It appears to set up to be a decent thriller until the story begins to unfold, and we get a look into Dr. Mead's motivation for performing hypnotherapy, and it's not just because of how effective it can be in treating certain mental struggles. The scenes quickly jump from scene to scene, and we only see what's going on from Jen's perspective. As the audience, we don't see any inside information. We're limited to the same missing time and left to fit the pieces together alongside Jen. Looking at the cast, Kate Siegel has gained a lot of fame recently for playing Aaron Green in Midnight Mass. She's also appeared in other Netflix hits like The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Others know her for her work with her husband, Mike Flanagan, and she's even co-wrote a few of the scripts with him. In this, she plays a very strong victim role, and she plays that very well, almost the same type of character as she did in Midnight Mass. She displays bravery and action through fear very well. You can tell that she's terrified and reacts as someone who is afraid and trying to make the best decisions possible. Dr. Colin Mead was played by Jason O'Mara, and he plays a wonderful control freak therapist. During their sessions, he appears as normal therapists do, patient, kind, and very soft-toned. But as the hypnotherapy lights start, the camera angles focus on Dr. Mead's voice, and we start to get this chilling feeling about him. The supporting characters like Gina, Scott, and Brian offer simple placement to show Jen's life outside of her personal turmoil. And the impacts to her life after she begins the sessions with Dr. Mead, that kind of helps set that up as well. The hero characters are Dr. Wade Rollins, who has investigated hypnotherapy-related crimes in the past, and Dr. Stella Graham, which is one of my favorite characters in the film, who plays a hypnotherapist that works with the police. All right, the real view rating, five and a half stars. 
This was a well-executed film for the simple concept that it was. There were not a whole lot of surprise moments, and the biggest issue I had with it was the film shifts after one incident, and the suspicion immediately goes in one direction and follows that direction until the end. The film seemed short, not properly allowing any one piece of the story to fully develop before we're rushed to the next scene. Overall, the film was simplistic, but also obvious at the same time. The characters walk right into obvious mistakes just because it is the next thing in the script that they need to do. Not many surprises, but an enjoyable thrill that can be over rather quickly. Hypnotic was directed by Matt Angel and Suzanne Coote. It stars Kate Siegel, Jason O'Mara, Dulé Hill, and Tanya Dixon-Warren. It is rated TV-14 and has a runtime of 1 hour and 28 minutes. It can be viewed on Netflix. All right, here is the spoiler alert warning. Those new to real film reviewed after this point, I will discuss this review further, potentially and likely revealing spoilers. Thank you for listening to the spoiler free review. I'll be back after a word about my sponsors. Welcome back, everyone. Let's dive into the Real View Hollywood comparison. The Real View was 5 out of 10 stars. Critics said. 32 out of 100. Metascore from Metacritic is what I use for this. There is a lot that determines their score, but the translation is on a scale of four stars maximum. A 32 translates to between one to one and a half stars. The popular opinion for this film was 5.2 stars. Basic plotline recap. It's a simple story. Jen and Brian were together until the stillbirth of their son. They broke up and Jen understandably goes under a little bit of a depression. She's not working. She kind of appears like a vampire. Kate Siegel was a great actress to play Jen because she's naturally gorgeous and pulls off the vampiric-like depression very well. Typically, the way to make someone appear depressed is to essentially make them look like shit, tired, heavy eye makeup, things like that. With Jen, her mannerisms and her facial expressions help her to appear depressed as though plagued with great pain, kind of like a vampire. Anyway, she's depressed. Her friend Gina suggests seeing her therapist, Dr. Mead, who makes an odd appearance at Gina's housewarming party. He clearly appears enamored with her. He leaves his card before leaving the party, also kind of random, and she eventually goes in to meet with him professionally. During their first session, he suggests and she complies with trying hypnotherapy. She then begins weekly sessions with him. Her life appears to be getting better, but she starts having these dreams with Dr. Mead in them. She then bumps into him after apparently what's been a matter of weeks, and he offers to buy her a coffee. Again, odd. They have this conversation, which is clearly inappropriate given his professional relationship with her as his patient. He suggests uh, she invites her ex, Brian, over for dinner to talk one night. And then we see her outside of the grocery store. She listens to the voicemail from Brian saying that he would come over for dinner. Then she hangs up the phone and gets a weird call before she actually walks into the grocery store. And it's an unknown caller. The next thing that we see, Jen is at home and a passed out Brian is on the bathroom floor from anaphylactic shock. Due to how she was feeling about the missing time from the events prior to Brian collapsing, Jen immediately suspects that it has something to do with Dr. Mead's sessions. 
She gets her friend Gina involved after doing some online research and finding an article about a woman who was under Dr. Mead's care and she was now dead. Gina feels she's crazy until Jen pulls out a receipt uh, showing her that she bought sesame oil at the grocery store and remembered doing nothing when Brian collapsed. The two of them seek out the detective that worked on the case and they learn a little bit more. After meeting with him, they learn that Dr. Mead is most likely dangerous and Gina admits to Jen that Dr. Mead has hypnotized her. Gina had stated earlier in the film that she had asked Dr. Mead to perform hypnotherapy on her before, but he had refused up until this time. So they both realize that he may be, they they both may be the victims of this guy. Jen decides to record a session with Dr. Mead, but of course he's hip to it. And on the tape, it's clear that he may go after Gina. Gina and her husband are out driving one day when Mead calls Gina and then she hallucinates and crashes the car, killing them both. Jen is convinced it's Mead at this point and the detective makes his way to Mead who informs to inform him that Gina was killed. And of course he implies that um, he's got no idea. So the detective leaves and he's later attacked at his home by another one of Dr. Mead's patients and he ends up in the hospital. And while he's recovering, Jen visits and the cop tells her to go visit this hypnotherapist that works with the police. And so when she meets with this therapist, she tries to see what Dr. Mead has placed in her mind. And it kind of goes a little bit weird. So they learn that he's placed numerous triggers in her mind, which can be triggered at any moment. And it would allow him to control her whenever he wanted. Skipping to the showdown. This was what I liked. The reveal that he was vetting women who resembled his dead wife and planting his memories with her in their minds subconsciously. It is truly one of the worst, most invasive things that you can possibly imagine. Imagine your thoughts and dreams not even being your own, but yet they feel like memories. Alright, breaking down the real view. I suspect that this film was a victim of over-editing. There may have been a lot more to the story that we didn't get to see. Certain parts were not believable because there was not enough buildup, such as the detective giving all of the information that he certainly would not have given. The way that Jen immediately suspects something weird with Dr. Mead can be a little bit... It was a little bit fast, for especially for somebody who had built such a trust for her to jump immediately to that was a little bit far-fetched. The way that we're first introduced to Dr. Mead is rather odd. He's at his patient's housewarming party, which is clearly an ethical violation, among others. And when Gina first introduces them, I kind of thought it was a setup. And the way that he was asking her questions just seemed like he was interested in her in a romantic way. The first session, she immediately trusts him, but she says she doesn't give in to giving others control. It had clearly been a reason why her and Brian were not together, yet she would allow something so invasive on the very first session. Him stopping her and her being paralyzed was a little bit much later on in the movie as well. The hypnotherapy start and some of the scenes were a little bit much. The rest of the film was fairly decent, except for the very end, beginning with Jen figuring out that Dr. Mead is truly bad. Meeting the doctor that helps her was a pretty cool scene. I really enjoyed that scene with the second hypnotherapist that we meet. She had a very 
good therapist nature, very warming and welcoming. She kind of felt like a safe place. I didn't care for a couple of things with it. The planting of the memories was my favorite part. The overall insanity that drove him to do this and the way that it was executed in those scenes was pretty cool. So I did really enjoy that part. I didn't care for the ending, which provided little closure. It was only one month later, and she has this crazy, weird haircut, and I'm assuming it's supposed to be her real hair, but the hair length was really odd and just different and wouldn't have been that long within a month's time of growing. And Brian was still not out of the hospital, and he wasn't even awake. So it was almost like they didn't really want to figure out what to do with the end. All right, let's get into some did you know facts. Not too much about this film. There weren't too many hidden facts. I think it was pretty much just the fact that the main character, Kate Siegel, is married to Mike Flanagan and has done several films with him. But also, in the beginning, when Jen leaves Gina's housewarming party, she's waiting for Viola the Uber driver. And Viola was the name of her character on The Haunting of Bly Manor. I'm sure we all have our own opinions about hypnosis and... I looked into some of the concepts that Hypnotic explored, and I found a paper from the University of Finland which reads that a hypnotic suggestion can generate true and automatic hallucinations. So a scene like when Jen thought she was at the office, but in reality she was at his home, can actually happen. So that was kind of cool reading about that. That is all I have for you tonight. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Real Film Reviewed. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Check out the Real Film Reviewed website, real-film-reviewed.productions to stay up to date on episode releases, podcast updates, episode transcriptions, and more. Follow Real Film Reviewed on Twitter at RealFilmPKC. Check out the online store, Real Merch, to pick up some gear to represent transcription service by podcasting network happy watching everyone